listening to Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church. Stephen Pollock is the pastor of Free Presbyterian Church of Malvern, Pennsylvania. The church is located at the junction of 401 and Mallon Road. Thank you for joining us today as Dr. Pollock opens the Word of God and lets the Bible speak. I'm glad you're able to join us again for another episode of Let the Bible Speak. I want to return today to the words of John chapter 12. Uh, Last time we were together, uh, we looked at verse number 46. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. These words, of course, are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at this time of the year, as we think about his coming into the world, it is good and and indeed vital that we ask ourselves the question, why did Jesus come? And there are several times in the word of God that we are given reasons for Christ's coming. I think of the words of 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. But here in John chapter 12, we have his own words where he says, I am come a light into the world. And today, I'd like to look at the words of verse number 45. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. It is my burden that, as we think about this Christmas season, that you would carefully consider the reason whereby Christ came into the world. It says here, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Christ came into this world because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so Christ came into the world because of the love of God. And right now we're going to listen to Mr. Stephen Greer as he sings about that love, that love of God. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen could ever tell. deep where sinners dwell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned Rocks and hills and mountains call 
God's love so pure shall still endure all measureless and strong redeeming grace to Adam's race the saints and angels song love of God how rich and pure how measureless and strong it shall saints and angels song. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made where every stalk on earth a quill from sky to sky Oh love of God how rich and pure how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and What a blessing it is to know about the love of God and to have the love of God in our hearts, the love of God that comes to us in the person of Jesus Christ. I've mentioned today that it is my desire to just turn your attention to the words of John chapter 12, where in verse 47 it says, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Now these are Christ's own words. Sadly, in these days, there is great ignorance of the Bible. Many people have heard of a text like John 3.16, For God so loved the world. But for many, they don't know much beyond that. Yet there is one text in Scripture that Christians, especially conservative Christians, hear all the time. The people quoting it may or may not know that it comes from the Bible, but quote it they will. That text is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse number 1, where it says, Judge not, that ye be not judged. This text is used to lambast anyone who may hold an opinion regarding sin, heaven, and God. The text is used to instruct the person that they have no right to judge. The more biblically literate will then perhaps back up their view by saying that Jesus himself didn't judge, and if he didn't judge, therefore we shouldn't judge. They may use a text like the one in John chapter 12 and the verse number 47 where the Lord says, I came not to judge the world. What they tend to forget is that just a few chapters earlier, John said in 
John chapter 9, verse 39, And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. Are you confused? Within just a few pages in the Bible, we read that Jesus came for judgment. For judgment I am come into this world. And yet in John 12, I came not to judge. Within a few pages, he came for judgment and yet not to judge. So what is it? Did Jesus came to judge or not to judge? Well, first of all, let's think a little bit about the reality of judgment. The terms used speak of being judged or being saved. In John 12, they're being used as opposites. I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. This corresponds to the language of John chapter 3. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And so if Jesus Christ came to save and not condemn, then the implication is that the world deserved condemnation. And so you see the opposites. The world needed saved. Saved from what? Well, from judgment and from condemnation. Hence the world in Jesus' day and indeed in our day deserves judgment and deserves to come under the condemnation of God. Paul, the Apostle Paul, tells in Romans chapter 3, verse 19, that all the world is guilty before God, that everybody has sinned and come short of the glory of God, and everyone has sinned and broken God's law, and against the standard of God's law, we are all guilty. The judgment that we all deserve is at this time being withheld. In Romans chapter 2, Paul describes the judgment of God that is inescapable. And he says to those who are denying God's judgment, Despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. And there is a day coming, a day of wrath and revelation, when God will render to every man according to his deeds. But that day is not yet. Thus, when Christ says, I came not to judge, he is stating that his purpose in his first coming into the world was not to usher in final judgment and final condemnation. He is not suggesting that that will not take place, for it will take place, it is certain. Rather, he is telling his hearers that now is the day of grace and salvation. Dear unsaved soul, I, I tell you on the authority of the word of God, this world still lies under the condemnation of God due to sin. Indeed, you personally, if you do not believe in the Son of God, the wrath of God abides upon you. Those are the words of Christ himself. We think of the patience of God. The obvious illustration that is given to us in the Bible is the events surrounding the flood and the days of Noah. God brings a warning to Noah I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. You can read this in Genesis chapter 6. The verse number 3 says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be in hundred and twenty years. We see there there's a warning, a warning from God that judgment is going to come. 
The world in Noah's day was marked by great ungodliness and rebellion and a determination to, to, to live against the ways of God. Even back to the genealogy of Genesis chapter 5, we read of a man called Methuselah. His birth actually was the beginning of the warning of judgment. His name means when he is dead it shall be sent. And when you look carefully at the dates that are given regarding these individuals, you see that his name itself was the beginning of God warning the people regarding coming judgment. Noah was born when Methuselah was 369 years old. He died aged 969 years old. Noah was 600 when the flood came. In other words, the flood came when Methuselah died. And so his name, when he is dead, it shall be sent, is the beginning of God giving a warning to people regarding coming judgment. The then world of Noah's day lived under the threat of judgment. Yet it was withheld during the days of Noah, a preacher of righteousness. First Peter 3 tells us of those who were disobedient in Noah's day, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a-preparing. God had given judgment warnings, warnings of impending wrath, and yet the people determined to live in their own ignorance. Today, it is as if we are living in a valley. The waters above us are held behind a dam, but the cracks are appearing in the dam. There are trickles of water that come through from time to time. We see natural disasters. We see men continuing and being left and abandoned in their own sin. We see these glimpses of God's wrath, but the day will come when the dam will eventually burst. God's wrath today appears in glimpses upon the sin of this world. There are cracks in the dam, and those, those cracks are warnings that the dam will eventually burst. Dear friend, don't presume upon God's patience. As an individual or with this world, be careful, be diligent, be aware of the danger of God's wrath to come. We understand, we believe with the Apostle Paul, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Judgment is a reality. And yet we're thankful that our text in John chapter 12 tells us that we can be rescued from judgment. The Lord says, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Christ Jesus came into the world to save the world. Are you saved today? Can I ask you that question very pointedly? Are you saved? Well, if you're thinking at all, you'll ask the question, what, what does it mean to be saved? Some people don't like that term very much at all. What does it mean to be saved? Does it mean to be good living? Does it mean to be religious? Well, here in John 12, we see the answer to that question. To be saved is to be rescued from judgment. To be saved is the opposite of judging here in John 12. Thus, to be saved is to be rescued and to be delivered from the judgment to come. That judgment that comes upon us due to our sin. Judgment that is righteous. God, the righteous judge, we deserve. We deserve his wrath because we have broken his law. Hence, to be saved is to be rescued from all the consequence of sin namely the justice and wrath of God. Someone who's saved is not under condemnation. Someone who is saved is not under judgment. They have been delivered from the consequence of sin. 
It is tragic today how few people value this deliverance. Just as in Noah's day the ark was despised, so in our day this gospel of deliverance is despised. Yet we see this message traced out through the Bible. We see it in a portion of scripture such as Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 and 5. When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. This is the gospel in a nutshell, that God sent his Son into the world, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. We are guilty of the law, each and every one of us having not kept the law of God perfectly, are under condemnation. Galatians chapter 3 verse 10 tells us, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. We have not loved God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbour as ourselves. We have not kept God's law perfectly. We're guilty. Guilty of not keeping the law of God. And therefore we're under the curse. We're under the curse of God's judgment. But we read, God sent forth his Son to redeem them that were under the law. Whoever you are today, if you are not saved, if you're not in Christ, you're under the condemnation of the law. And yet the promise of the gospel is this. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. The message of Christmas is that Christ came into the world. But the Christmas message is a message that must get to the cross. For Jesus Christ came into the world not only to be a good teacher, not only to be an example to follow, but he came to be a curse-bearing sacrifice. He came to shed his blood on the cross that we might be redeemed from the curse of the law. He took the punishment that we deserved. He bore our curse that we would not bear the curse that is ours. Christ came and took to himself the real guilt of our sin. He died on Calvary's tree as if he himself had committed those sins. He was judged that we might be saved. He came under condemnation and was forsaken of the Father that we might never be condemned and we might never ever be forsaken of the Father. We deserved wrath and condemnation. We deserved to be abandoned by God. But in mercy he sent his Son, that all who believe in the Son would have everlasting life, that they'd be saved from judgment, the judgment that is to come. And so we've thought about the reality of judgment and rescue from judgment. Now finally, let me talk a little bit about the rationale for judgment. Verse number 48 says this, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Here the Lord says, he confirms what we've already seen. That when he says, I came not to judge, he is not suggesting that judgment will not finally come. He is simply saying that judgment was not the reason for his first coming. But there is coming a day of judgment. Christ has revealed that truth. We saw last time, he is the light of the world. Sin and salvation has been revealed by Christ Jesus. 
if we are to reject his word, if we reject what he says, then we will be judged in respect of the light that we have received. If I can go back to John chapter 9 and the verse number 39, Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. So this is the sense in which Christ came at that time for judgment. He came to expose the self-righteous. The blind man, they come to receive the truth of Messiah. Yet those who think they see are shown to be blind. The religiously self-righteous are judged by the Lord while on earth. He came to his own and his own received him not. And so the Lord's words exposed sin. They warned of judgment and they offered hope. But in so doing, they hardened those who were determined to go their own way. Hence for judgment, I am come into this world. He came to reveal what is right and what is wrong. And in that sense, he came to act as judge and as the giver of the law. Yet in John 12, he came not to judge. He came not to finally condemn the world to ruin. But the day will come that he will come and judge. In his first coming, Jesus Christ came to save. He came to save by living and dying. But as he hangs upon a cross and he's buried in the tomb, so the day comes that he rises again. And after rising again, he spends some time with the disciples before ascending to heaven with the promise that he will again return. His second coming awaits, and in his second coming he will come to judge. Acts 10 verse 42, Christ commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. Acts 17, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. The resurrected Christ will indeed come again, and he will come to judge the world. He will come in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who know not God, and that obey not the gospel. Paul speaks of the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ. Christ will come with judgment. He will properly assess not only our actions and our words, but he will assess our heart. He will understand and see that we have not loved God and we have not loved our neighbour. And for all those who have not accepted Christ as Saviour, for all those, they will come to know the fierceness of the wrath of God as they're cast into the lake of fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Oh, please, as this year would draw to a close, this is the last Lord's Day of the year 2021. Do not trifle with sin. Don't misunderstand God's patience. You may see sin all around you and think that God doesn't care. Please, understand that the absence of visible judgment at this time is a manifestation of God's long-suffering and patience. It is not a display of God's complacency towards sin. You have heard the words of Christ. You've had sin shown to you again. 
that we all are guilty and we all deserve the condemnation of God. But the Saviour has been displayed and these words will judge. It says here, the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. It is Christ's words that bring judgment. The one who himself said, I came to save. Oh, he came to save. He came to save all those that come to trust in him. The appeal today is the appeal that I offer you. The same appeal that Christ offered. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth in him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I urge you today, turn away from your sin. Turn from your sin and rest in Christ alone as your Saviour. He is the only Saviour. He is the perfect Saviour. And if you trust in him, you'll be saved today and saved forevermore. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Dear friend, out of Christ, without God and without hope in the world, there is a message. The message is Christ Jesus, he who came to save sinners from all of their sins. I trust that God will bless his word to each and every one of you today, that you'll consider your latter end, that you'll consider the reason whereby Christ came into the world and that today you'll find peace with God in and through the person of Christ Jesus. Please, as we close today's broadcast, please pray with me and I'll pray for your soul and we'll pray for others together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the very simple truth that he came to save sinners. And yet we appreciate the the wonder of the virgin birth. We marvel that God came into the world. We marvel that the Son of God took to himself a true human nature. And we rejoice that as the God-man, Christ Jesus took our sins in his body to the tree, and he died on Calvary that we might live. Bless this word to every hearer. May all who hear turn from sin and trust in Christ and no peace with God today. We do pray these things, asking your blessing upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Let the Bible Speak from Malvern Free Presbyterian Church. If you'd like more information about the gospel or the church, please call 610-993-3170 or email malvernfpc at yahoo.com. We extend an invitation to all to join us as we worship the Lord each week. You will be made very welcome. The church is situated at 80 Mallon Road, Malvern, Pennsylvania, at the junction of 401 and Mallon Road. We meet for worship on the Lord's Day at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. A Bible study and prayer meeting is also held on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We preach Christ crucified.